Hey, what's going on, guys? Before I introduce our guest today, we actually have a bit of a PSA. Now, some of you might remember Jenna Katzos. She was on episode 0.22. She's a big part of the Eureka Street Art Festival and Project Eureka. And their latest undertaking will actually happen this summer during the Eureka Street Art Festival. They're going to paint a mural on the county courthouse. Now, this is going to be no small feat. And the more money they can raise, the larger the mural will be. So if that is something that interests you, you want to donate a few bucks and help out, I will provide a link in the description where you can find their GoFundMe. Now, our guest today was awesome. I had so much fun talking with her. She's actually an old friend, but someone that I haven't seen or spoken to since middle school. She's funny. She's smart. It was, it was just a blast. I think you guys will really, really like this episode. So please give it up. From Michaela Pellerin. We can go headphones, no headphones, your call. Can I hear myself? Yeah. Mm. Oh, you don't like that? Okay, no, no headphones. <laughs> I had. Do you know Angel McCumber? Yes. I had Angel on and she was like, oh, let's not go. Yeah, I don't want to hear myself. And I was like, okay. And that's it was actually really funny because I did listen to a little bit of that episode with her. And I was like, um, she she <laughs> she gave me like really good tips on how to talk about my job. Because um, I was like, I was like, I like that idea of I work at a place yeah. with people. With other people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Occasionally answer the phone. Yeah. Other people occasionally come in. It's so, pretty So that's what I normal. do. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, well, that takes that off the table. Okay. Would you mind just pulling that a little bit yeah. closer to your mouth? Yeah, perfect. You have like a very official perfect. setup. Like it's, when I did my podcast, it was not this fancy. It's, oh, I mean, it's definitely not that fancy. I mean, it's a work I, in progress. what I mean by pa- fancy is like we had like maybe one that looked like this that was like on a tripod that you had to precariously okay. do and like you couldn't touch anything around you or it would be really loud yep yeah oh that's cool what was it about so i um i went to chico state and so i, I have a bachelor's in psychology oh you graduated uh-huh oh congratulations yeah. that's awesome thanks <laughs> um yeah graduated on my couch it was great <laughs> zoom university i can appreciate it <laughs> um so yeah so i have a bachelor's in psych and i did this internship that i um started like working for there and it was called you matter and it was like um mental health outreach and and suicide prevention and stuff like that on campus and so we would do um a podcast and i started out by like even when i was like the like manager i guess of the the group um when we first started doing it i would just be on like as a guest every so often and then when it um we changed over i was like the host and i edited and did all of it oh wow and edited oh, so you're and, professional and posted and did all of it so the <laughs> editing is ridiculous i've spent yeah. many of hours editing out the ums and the giggles and the you know the awkward yeah, spots i can appreciate that. all of that so yeah you're braver than i am i just leave it i just leave it in i don't have the time to go through and yeah. just edit all of that i out. was just i'm such a perfectionist that mm-hmm. i was like no this can't work yeah i can't Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> was it like was it just mental health awareness or it was mainly yeah so we would do like outreach on campus and stuff and then do talks about like importance of self-care and like and the stress of college 
um, because it's very stressful. Yeah, um, especially now with everything going on. Yeah, and do um, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, we went really hard and heavy because we did actually have a suicide on campus. Oh, at Chico. While I was there, yeah. Oh, wow. It was really crazy. And so we went really hard and heavy while I was there because I think I was like, was it my sophomore year or my junior year maybe? And so that's like when I got into it. And so we were like, this really needs to really need to do stuff was the climate just kind of not there on campus it, it support wise it was but but also um something that i had to always remind myself and that jake was very good about reminding me of my, my boyfriend um that um i surrounded myself with people who were accepting of mental health and like who was who had open conversations about that because that's what i did like I could, I didn't have a problem walking up to somebody who was like crying on a bench and being like, what's going on? Like that didn't bug me. Mm. Whereas I feel like most people would be like, that's your own business. Yeah. I'm going to just keep no, it thanks. moving that <laughs> There's way. other people around. No. Yeah. Um, so like I, I was always, I always thought that it was like a very like supportive environment and that's how I feel like everywhere I go. But I also, you know, we surround ourselves with like-minded people everywhere we go. So um, I would say so, but. That would be from my own little bubble. I mean, people were definitely yeah. would make fun and him and haw, and we would have to be like, "This is a really serious topic." Like, I mean, we have to make it quote unquote fun, like with memes and shit to lighten the mood, because nobody wants to be like, "Okay, suicide." Like, yeah, it's a know? hard topic to just kind of yeah. Spread. And so I feel like it's a it's like even your reaction just now, <laughs> it's like, like yeah. it's a scary I was like, word. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, I probably should be careful with how I. I don't really, I mean, it doesn't bug me. Mm -hmm. um, the no, it doesn't bother me either. I think the hardest part too is even if the resources are there, you have to get people to take advantage of the resources, yeah. which is like an even bigger hurdle. Yeah. It's really, really hard to get people, yeah, to take advantage of it. Or, you know, even if you were like, here's all these things, like a lot, I would say a really common thing is that like, okay, well, there are other people that are worse off than me or other people that have more mental health issues than I do. So like, I'm not worthy of those resources, I guess, is what a lot of people think. And like, even myself at times think I'm like, there are other people with really, really big issues. Like you do not need to take up a spot in therapy for your very easy, but semi-stressful life. <laughs> but I mean, every, I'm a huge therapy advocate. Um, I'm like everybody should go to therapy. My boyfriend is like, no, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they don't need to go. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. Yeah. It's that idea of like being a burden, mm -hmm. which is kind of hard for most yeah, people to be like, okay, I can take the time. I can go and seek yeah, some help and it's not yes, the end of the world. Work on yourself. <laughs> so that's what got you kind of involved was that incident. Yeah. Um, so I, I was involved before. I mean, I went in and interestingly enough i was thinking about it because i was like what the hell am i going to talk about like with nick like this <laughs> there's so many we've things. got like i don't know 14 years right of right crap where we, we haven't seen on. each other yeah. forever and uh, and like i said the only person that i've talked to like since middle school is josie because mm -hmm. she's been my best friend since birth <laughs> so yeah. like she's the only person that i talk to um and even there it's like few and far between that we hang out now that i moved back we talk a lot more but um but people yeah, I don't know. It was I was thinking about that, like psychology and like wanting to be in like the mental health field is like my longest and most steady relationship that I've ever had, <laughs> aside from my current partner. But like that's been the one thing that like all my life hasn't really changed. Like that's always what I wanted to do in some way or fashion, and so got my bachelor's and got that all done. And I work in the 
I guess technically I'm not in the mental health field, but I, I think of what I do as like in the mental health field, but also within the criminal justice system. Um, so I work in those two avenues that intersect a lot mm-hmm. out of place with people. <laughs> there will rename, yeah. will remain unnamed. Right. Um, so are you offering like support? Yeah, um, okay. in ways, yeah, it, it's just safer to not talk about it. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. But... I don't want to dig too deep in it, but I was like, okay, well, that's yeah, an so, interesting yeah, process. I, to... Yeah, I offer support. I mean, I've always been interested in, like, criminal justice and stuff, too, but more so of, like, like in the crime junkie kind of way, where mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, tell me all of the docu-series and all of the serial killers. I want it all. Like, I've always really been into that, too. So it's a really good, like, cross-section that I'm in right now. Um, where I get to work in really, really heavily in the criminal justice system. But I like I think of it as like also working with mental health because it's very it's a very vulnerable population mm-hmm. um, that I work with. And being a support during a really vulnerable time um, is really, really cool. Um, it's very vague. But that's, but still, that's <laughs> awesome that you kind of found your spot and yeah, have been riding it it's out. it's super cool. Yeah, and I got really, really lucky because it was actually the first job that I applied for, like, back in July of last year was the very first job that I applied for, and I was like, yeah, let's shoot for the fucking stars, you know? Let's probably won't get this, you know? I'll probably be, like, a receptionist at a dental office or something, <laughs> like, well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then I got an interview with them, and I was like, no fucking Oh, man. man. I was like, this is so cool. And then... Yeah, I went through all those rounds and stuff, so that was That really is cool. awesome. Yeah. How do you like being back in... Are you in Eureka? I'm... I, I work in Eureka, okay. um, but I'm living in Blue Lake, technically McKinleyville, but it's in Blue Lake. Um, yeah, I live in Blue Lake. We moved back um, in June, um, and we lived with my partner's parents up in Blue Lake for six months. Fun. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> A blast. <laughs> there were... How many of us? Six of us in a house. Oh, nice. Yeah, because okay. it was me and so him. So everybody was very friendly. Yeah, it was me and him and his twin brothers and then his parents and then their dogs and our dog. Oh, um, man. But they're awesome. It was actually really fun, but it was like, we've been together for seven years, so we kind of need our own space. Yeah. This would be cool. <laughs> so we moved um, and we're renting a place like two minutes away from his parents' house, oh, like cool. right down the road. Um, like on the hill, um, above Christie's pumpkin patch. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we're out there. So like, it's technically McKinleyville, but it, it's fucking Blue Lake. Yeah. Um, so... I'd pass by that as Blue Lake. <laughs> I can cuss, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, go. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, this is a podcast you can say. Oh, uh, I'm just There's no them censorship go. here. Yeah, um, you're fine. But yeah, so we live out there. Um, it's a really awesome little spot and it's got a big yard for our dog and everything, so. Oh, cool. It's cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, what, middle school mm-hmm. is probably the last time we've we've really talked. Yeah. Oh, man. It is crazy. I, I ran into Josie, actually. She like, told me yeah, that. Yeah, like she was two like, or three days ago. <laughs> yeah, she was getting um, the vaccine and we uh-huh. chatted for a minute. And it's it was weird because I hadn't seen Josie in, God, since probably high school. Right. Which is even. like four years ago. Yeah. But it feels <laughs> which is like. Weird. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime. It's yeah. like, oh my God, what? This is super what weird. What is happening? Yeah. Right. I keep looking at you and I'm like, oh my God, this is actually Michaela. Yeah. It's crazy how, how like you don't appreciate it when you're younger, but life no. really just goes. I Especially know. when you're out of school, it just goes. Yeah. And you're like, okay, 
what just happened? Yeah, like, I try where not are we to think right about now? it a lot. It makes me want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like weird. It's so sad. Like, all of our friends from Chico, because we have, like, this big group chat um, with all of our, like, me and Jake's friends that we hung out with. And, like, all of us will randomly be like, we didn't fucking appreciate college, dude. Yeah. Like, this sucks. <laughs> like, all of us are in jobs that, like, we like and we're all happy, you know, but we're like we could have done so much more crazy shit when we had in like an excuse to do crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, right. Like, you know, we can't just go. I mean, I have to really think about it and plan if I want to go for a river day now. Like, am I mentally prepared to go and have a river day? <laughs> like, can I afford to kill a whole right, day? Right? Can I have... afford to lose a whole day? How dirty yeah. is the house going to be when I get back? Okay. Um, have I completely unwinded from my work week? No. <laughs> can I Another thing that's like that's plagued me that i didn't think about before taking this job although i love my job um let's just throw that in let's there just real throw that in there it's a great love, job love 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 my job um i can't like go and get drunk on the weekend if i want to not that i did that a lot anyway mm-hmm. but like i went and had mimosas with josie a couple of weeks ago and like i didn't get drunk but i was like tipsy you know and there weren't like any people around but i was like god forbid somebody saw me in public stumble getting to the car where i had a designated i did everything responsibly but i was like freaking out to jake i was like what if somebody saw me and called my boss oh my god oh my god oh my god like i can't even go and do and do that kind of stuff which is really stressful um so i gotta do it in my house now which i guess is probably safer um, that's crazy. <laughs> I was talking with Angel about that yeah, kind of thing too. And I it's it was crazy. So, I thought that to was guys so that. funny because I was listening to her and I was like, "Oh my god, we're like the same." Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> it's weird. It's just weird that that is where we are now. Where like, even if you're responsible and you're drinking and you have a DD and you're doing everything you're supposed to, yeah. if like one wrong moment and somebody caught that, it could yeah. get a little sideways. It could, yeah, it could ruin everything, which is crazy. But I mean, it's crazy, but I, I mean, it's crazy, but in a way, like I get it. I think it depends. I think the severity of like that being a consequence depend, it should depend on like the position that you're in. Like if you're just, you know, like a receptionist or a barista or whatever, like if I was working at Starbucks still, cause I worked at Starbucks when I was in high school, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't care. Like yeah, it's Starbucks. I'm a, I'm your, I give you lattes in the morning. Like I'm, I'm still functioning to give you a latte. You're fine. <laughs> Like, so what? I'm hungover. It doesn't matter. But, like, so I, I don't think that, like, for that kind of stuff, there's no reason to get in trouble or, like, even lower level things, whatever. But I, I think with my job and then I assume what Angel's job is, is, like, you're in the public eye. Like, people see you. People know who you are. You meet with people. And you're that person's, like, resource of, like, safety and security and stuff. So I think... While I don't necessarily agree that it should taint it that much, I can see how that could taint it. And, like, that could be an issue. But It makes sense, yeah. right? I mean, imagine if you were going to a therapist mm-hmm. and you go out one night and you see your therapist shit-faced. Right. Just stumbling, <laughs> just hanging out. Right. And nothing inappropriate happens right. or anything. But then... You're like, that, you're, you're a like, different person Okay, now. like, it's like seeing your teacher outside of school when you're a kid. You're like, oh, Weird. you don't live in yeah, you don't the live middle there? school? Like, what? Where? <laughs> I thought you just stayed here. Yeah. Like, you actually go out to all the you do, store? It's not all you do is just read yeah. lessons to us and yeah. teach What things. is this? You're a person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's that weird that weird aspect, right? But you shouldn't be punished for it. I right. Think. I mean, if you are on your own time. Right. 
doing your own thing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you should be. I mean, because everybody else does it. So right. why why hold you? But I get like I get where they come from, but it's scary. Yeah. That scares me. It is scary. Yeah. yeah, I was freaking out, and Jake was like, "You're fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be okay." Yeah, but it <laughs> weighs. Like, you weren't weighs dancing on, on tables. None of that. I said, I said I didn't. I said, I said not that I have ever done that. But, yeah. Um, I said I. I don't know. I know my face was very red. I know I was slurring. I was having a good time. Voices were coming out that were not mine. You know, <laughs> I was having a good time. But I was like, oh, you can't even let loose out in public. But I mean, it's probably not the right climate to be letting loose in the public anyway. Do you feel like that's more more of you putting that pressure on you? Or do you feel like that does stem I from the job a little it's bit? mostly pressure on myself mm-hmm. um like i said i'm i'm a perfectionist and i really really care about what people think about me um i've let go of it a little bit but i still really really care what people think about me um and but then i know part of it is like just my job of like like kind of like the motherly thing like we'll find out yeah <laughs> we will find out um so which is like I know you will. <laughs> like, I know you will find out. So, um, yeah, that's why I was like, and it was funny. I was actually really glad that I listened to the, a little bit of the episode with Angel because I was like, how am I going to talk about what I do and like that kind of stuff without like potentially getting in trouble or whatever. And so as soon as she said, I work at a place, I was like, yep, that's, <laughs> that's my life. That's also that's where my I go-to. work. I also work at a place. You guys work together, don't you? It's like the same area. <laughs> I also work at a place. I was like, I have suspicions on <laughs> probably where she works, but yeah. I don't know. It's, um, it, it worries me that level of censorship and I get it. Like I get why I'm totally for people doing that. Like if I came on a podcast, I'd be like, okay, maybe let's, let's check a few things right we don't want to go too deep into some wormholes but at the same time in expressing those ideas and in communicating that with other people i feel like it can help you like if you're down a rabbit hole it can help bring you back if you think something that might be a little crazy can kind of reel you back in a little bit and vice versa too if you're too stringent on some ideas it'll open you up a little bit more yeah but nobody wants to talk about it because one wrong right. word and, <laughs> and <it's>, you're out. <laughs> yeah. It's there's no forgiveness yeah. today. And yeah, and you can be out so easy. And yeah, that's really I would say like one of the weirdest things about this job is that I've never had like the hierarchy that I have in this job now where I have to think about that like oh, this happened. I have to like I should probably tell this person whereas before I'd be like I handled it. It's okay. Like I don't need to, you know, but you do have to tell like everybody about certain things and then it's not a job whereas a barista i could come home and be like this customer and this craziness and da, 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 like just to get it off of my chest yeah. whereas i have i come home now and i'm like today was hard that's it it was just not <laughs> that great today was good <laughs> today was hard <laughs> like and so that's weird but i've gotten used to it like it was definitely really weird in the beginning because jake was so used to me being like Oh, and what about, you know, this customer and whatever and your regulars and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm like, today's hard. And he's like, okay. It's a little more confidential. <laughs> yeah, okay. 100%. And so I'm like, today was hard. He's like, okay, you want a hug? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that's all I can do. Um, but it's really nice to have, I mean, everybody at my work is like really supportive. And it's actually really nice that if they see me getting overwhelmed, they're like, you good? And I don't, and I don't feel like it's one of those like, hey, how you doing? Oh, let me tell you about problems. Oh, I didn't really want that much information. Like one of those kind of things. It's definitely like, 
hey, is everything okay? And I could be like, no, <laughs> like I need help. Um, or I can be like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Like I'm just stressed for a second, but I'm good. Um, so that's really nice. It's a more have. supportive mm -hmm. climate. Super. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You don't hear about that very often. No. It, yeah. It's super, super rare. And I even told my boss the other day, I was like, this, like, le this leadership level and like what you do is super, super rare. Like it's not, and it's not normal. And I was like, and I love it. <laughs> I am here for it. Um, but it's not normal. So I was like, I, I, and me and um, a coworker both come from like a place of like retail ish kind of where it's like, can I be please maybe have time off to go and do this really important thing with my family? And they're like, no. Whereas we're like, can we go get our like I have a haircut at lunch and it might run a little bit over. If it does, I'll stay five minutes late. And they're like, no, like so <laughs> yeah your haircut is your self-care do what you gotta do like do whatever you need no um, where i'm like what are you serious <laughs> like i can do things for myself during my job weird and not feel bad about yeah, it yeah and like not feel bad i still feel bad but i've got i'm getting over it a little bit but i haven't been there all that long so mm -hmm. i've been there for like six months okay so yeah i just started in october but that's cool. Is it hard, though, not being able to... Because I've always wondered with jobs where you have those confidentiality agreements, is it hard not, like, expressing that to your partner? It can be difficult at times. Um, there, I mean, are certain things that, like, I've double-checked, like, with my boss and stuff of, like, hey, this happened today, or certain things, or they'll let me know, like, if we're having a conversation, this is something that can be shared, or, and if it's not something that can be shared, they're very explicit of, like, this does not leave this room, and I'm like, okay, cool, um, and so it, you know, it, I can't really talk about, like, anything about my day, really, um, unless it was something, like, um, that I saw outside or something like that, that I saw or something that doesn't really have to do with me. That's like completely public information. Um, or if it's like me and my coworkers are talking about like a news article, I can like bring up that news article and like tell him what we said about the news article, but we can't talk about like anything, anything. work related. Uh -uh. So nothing work related. So, I mean, and I don't, and I've gotten really used to now just being like, today was hard or today was good, or like, how was your day? It was good. Um, and like that being pretty much it. Um, it is hard with my family though, because my family and, and him, but he's, he's really, really good about respecting like my privacy and everything like that. But with my family, not so much. Um, so they'll see something and they'll be like, are you involved with this, this one? And I'm like, I can't, even if I was, I can't, I can't, tell, I can't you, right? tell you yes or no. I can't yeah. tell you anything, but because they know like what it is that I do, um, and like kind of not like how it works, but they know more explicitly what it is that I do because I told them one before I got the job. And then of course, when I got the job, I was like, this is what I get to do. <laughs> like, this is so cool. Um, so now when they see things that kind of pertain to my job, they're like, is <laughs> Are you wink wink huh? nudge yeah. nudge? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I can't I can't tell you anything. But my stepmom is actually really, really good about it. Whereas like my dad or my grandpa will be like, Hey, I saw this. Um, do you have any information? And she's like, She can't tell you that <laughs> And so she she's my little bulldog for me for that. Oh, that's <laughs> Where she's good. like she's like, She can't talk about it, Jay. 
Um, whereas I'll be like, I can't really say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered about that because there are a lot of jobs. Surprisingly, there are a lot of jobs out mm-hmm. there that are like that. And it just seems it takes... I mean, in a weird way, it takes a lot of communication to kind of counteract that. Like, yeah. you have to find the balance of, okay, mm-hmm. we can't talk about this, but, like, we still have to be open right. and communicate with each other. Yeah. So, if something, yeah, if something's, like, really, really difficult for me, like, if I have, like, you know, like, an episode or something like that at work or something, like, really broke me down, then I can be, like, I can tell, like, my partner, like, I had a really, really hard day, like, I I had a breakdown, like, I can't obviously tell you about what, because it pertains to the confidentiality aspect, but, like, I had a breakdown, like, today was hard, like, something really, really hit me, and then, like, he can be, you know, just supportive and, like, hugs and, you know? Yeah, just kind (laughs) of be there. Yeah, Um, so that's really cool, and I mean, like I said, my coworkers and stuff like that are really supportive in that way, too, where I could be, like, I just had a breakdown. Like that for whatever reason was too much for me and they'll, you know, sit down and to take the time and talk with me about it and stuff, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um so, yeah, cuz I mean, on top of that, like I'm was really scared of being like, "Oh my god, like if you have a breakdown or like like if you shed a few tears or whatever for what's going on, like well, you can't handle it. So why are you in this job? So I had to be like, it was weird trying to juggle the vulnerability, but also being like, but I can handle it. (laughs) But like, I've never had to handle this before. So it's going to take me a second. They're like, yeah, of course it will. Like you were a barista before this. Like it's very different. It's kind of changed. Yeah. Like all I've ever done before as like a job job other than like internships and shit was a barista. And then I did sales for a while. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I've done all different kinds of stuff. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean. Nothing like this. No. So I had, like, yeah. I've had stress where it's broken me down. I don't think anything's broken me down more than sales. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sales broke me down. Um, (laughs) So many sleepless nights over that stuff. Really? Oh, my God. I wouldn't have guessed. It was so stressful. But I was, but I was good at it. But I was, it was so stressful. What I have, were you selling? Um, I have a minor in business marketing. Okay. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily um, like what I was selling, but it was within the classes that we that I could that I had to and could take. Um, at Chico, there were classes that had um like sales role play in them, and so like prepping for those kinds of things stressed me out because perfectionism um i need to know i need to plan for like every possible scenario of what they're going to throw at me um and i have to you know know everything what to say back in response to pretty much anything and everything that they could say to me um so i've done sales role plays for like multiple things um and then i did two different sales internships i worked for aflac for like three months um that was terrible and then I worked for Henry Schein Dental for a summer and moved down to Sacramento for a summer and worked for them. Um, that was really cool. But within the sales like classes and stuff, we had to do sales role plays for um, – I had to sell um, – what the hell was it? It was like alcohol um, – What's that called? Like displays, like for um, Labor Day, I think it was. Like I had to, I had a store layout and then I had the different kinds of alcohol um, and I had to, you know, pitch to a Safeway manager 
who like where these displays were going to go based off of certain parameters and whatever. And there were oh it was um ENJ Gallo because it was Gallo ENJ Gallo's um alcohols was what it was. And um so I had to do that and then like everybody in the class is doing it and they rack and stack you in front of everybody so everybody gets to see where everybody fell um and who's in first and second and dead fucking last <laughs> and um so i did well on that and then um uh, i was invited to do like a sales competition where we sold um adp like payroll system and all of it's fake <laughs> um and so did adp role play and um got I got third in that out of 12 of us. And so I got money for that. Oh, whoa. And then because of that, I got invited to be on the team that did a national sales competition in Dallas. Um, and we sold AT&T things. And it was a team of five of us. Um, and we went down to Dallas full, fully paid. So that was like the best part of sales was that there were so many, there were so many perks to sales. Like you get so many free trips and free stuff and cool things and whatever. I mean, you get to meet powerful ass people. Um, But we went down to Dallas, all expenses paid for a weekend, which was really cool. And um, we, it was first like 30, yeah, 36 schools like across the U S that competed in like a virtual role play thing. So like, the people were on a screen and we were sitting around a table and we sold to these people that were in Dallas and then we passed. And so then it was out of 12 schools and then we won um, the whole thing. And so then our school got 10 grand and we each got two grand. Um, so that was cool. <laughs> that's a nice little perk. Yeah. So that's where I would like everybody within like my sales family and my sales team was like, you should do this. Like, you're really, really good at it. And I was like, I, I like, I'm on the verge of throwing up, like, the entire time that I'm, like, prepping and doing it. And, like, when I'm in the sales role play, I black out. Like, I don't even remember. And I just wake up and I'm like, hopefully that was good. I don't know. Like <laughs> We'll just find out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, So I was like, no, I can't do that. Like, I would deteriorate to nothing by, like, 50. <laughs> so, and that would be terrible. Um. But that was a fun little track I took off. Yeah, for a little bit. It's good that you recognize that, though. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they find something they're good at, and regardless of whether they enjoy it or not, they just keep going down that path. I was like, absolutely not. But everybody in my family was like, yeah, do it. You can make a lot of money. I'm like, I don't care. Like, that's not what I'm doing my life for. I mean, that'd be nice. (laughs) I wish that, like, the mental health field and stuff made more money, um, but it doesn't. But that's what I like doing. Do you think that's unique to our generation? That idea of doing something I that you so. love? I would I would think so. I wish it wasn't. Um, but I would think so that it's more so our generation. I mean, granted, I've I've seen a lot of people around I've had a lot of people around me that are super money hungry and, you know, don't care what it is and they're miserable. Um, but I think the majority of people, at least that I'm around, are like fuck it, like, this is what I want to do, and I don't care, you know, if it makes a lot of money. I mean, of course, if I had an opportunity to, like, have a job that paid higher, if, you know, I went back and got a master's or something, then, heck yeah, um, I get to learn more about the field that I like, and I get more money. <laughs> Score! <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, but, 
Yeah, I think that it is probably more geared towards our generation. I don't know why. That's the thing, right? I can't figure out why it's that way. And I mean, I don't know why either that like our generation is just like, we've had enough of this shit. Like just in general, you know, like we're over it. Things are changing now. Like, I don't know what it is about our generation because I feel like a lot of, I don't know if it's that a lot of our parents are like, we're kind of more open-minded when they raised us or if they or if our generation's parents were so close-minded that we were like "Uh uh-uh like I don't know you know what I mean I don't know what it is although I can't really speak to the the general population of parents because my parents are really young so (laughs) I definitely think I mean some of it at least stems from parenting for sure you know I've talked to a lot of older people Older than me. I shouldn't say like not like 80 or 90, (laughs) but older people and they, some of them have, after going down a path, they've Mm -hmm. kind of reevaluated their life and been like, okay, I want to do something that I enjoy, but it's usually later in life. Like they've already made their money. They're already successful. Yeah. I feel like that's the time that most people do it. Yeah. I already got my money. But it's like you already put in 40 years of your life doing something that you don't enjoy and i don't understand where the disconnect is between us and them where they're like yeah Yeah. but i had to and we're like yeah but i don't want to right you know what i mean like it's that weird yeah like i I had no other choice and it's like well you probably did um but you know you're raised in a society at the time that said you have no other choice and you were just like okay (laughs) maybe that's it maybe it's more societal pressure than anything maybe because right now it's just a cluster and people are like do whatever you want to do you want (laughs) to Dress up like a do unicorn and work at McDonald's. Do, do it. You, you're fine. <laughs> it's gonna go to shit anyway. Yeah. So. I, maybe that's it. Maybe Might our attitude well. is just like, you know what? This we're is all a game. We're already on a downhill trend. Yeah. We're just Might not as well worried. Have fun while while we're while we're dying. Yeah. While the planet's <laughs> warming and it's a shit show. I'm gonna do what I like. Yeah. But it's a weird idea. Yeah. It is a weird idea. But yeah, I don't know. What that's it cool is. that you found that though. Yeah, I really do like it. Um, and yeah, I've been really, really blessed with like my, my boss and like my boss's kind of mentality of, you know, like family comes first. And if, you know, anything happens, like if I, I did, I purposefully didn't tell them, um, like when something, cause it wasn't really something bad necessarily, but my, uh, my, one of my partner's relatives passed away, but they weren't like super connected and like he wasn't really beat up about it. And so I was just like. I'll just like, I'll bring food, you know, when I get home and like, we'll just hang out. Um, but I purposefully didn't tell them that that had happened. Um, I told one of my coworkers, but I purposefully didn't tell them because they would have been like, go home, leave. <laughs> and I would have been like, no, it's really okay. And then they would have been like, what the hell? <laughs> well, they probably would have thought that I was like a terrible person. So I didn't say anything. Um, but it's cool to know that like, yeah, it's very rare to have like that kind of supportive environment, but yeah, so I, it's weird. I feel like it's weird to like what you do. It's not common. No. It's definitely not, yeah. Where people are like, I love my job. And you're like, really? <laughs> um, but, and and it doesn't, and I think it's becoming more acceptable, at least in my, from what I've seen, to not have like an, oh my God, successful, like big wig job. And for people to be like, I love my job. And you're like, good for you. Like, you love working at Starbucks? I loved working at Starbucks um good for you you know like people are just more accepting and they you don't have to like you know rise up the corporate ladder or whatever in order to be valuable which i think is really good because i mean some people one don't want to do that because it's hard to do 
It's not something you can just do overnight and you just wake up and you're like, I'm the boss now. Yeah. Um, Though it would be nice if that happened. It would be cool. (laughs) Companies would fall a lot faster than they already do. Amazon would not be what it is today. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's hard to do. But then some people are just like, I don't don't need that to, like, feel successful. Like, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to take my boss's job in order for me to feel fulfilled. Like, I'm okay being where I'm at if this is where I need to be. Um, and if I become unhappy, then I'll leave. I think that's what most people need to recognize. Yeah. Is that you have, before you find a career and a job, you need to recognize what it is that's going to fulfill you mm-hmm. in life. Is it having that perfect balance between, oh, I go and do my time at work. I enjoy what I do. And then I get to be with my family mm-hmm. and this job provides for vacations. And I, I enjoy that. So that that's a good compromise for me. Or yeah. do you want to be the person who's going to climb the ladder right. and grind and not do anything for 10 years so that you are the boss and then you can do what you want to do yeah that's hard to do that's another big reason that i got out of sales because i was like everybody here well not everybody but like most people that i met were just like step on that guy's neck sure cutthroat i was like what <laughs> that's your f- friend <laughs> are you kidding me I was like, that's not, not within my nature. I can't, like, I'm not a fan. Um, I also wasn't a fan of staying up until four o'clock in the morning to go over a, a role play that wasn't even real. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I wasn't earning anything um, or anything like that. But I'm also a very, I think, weird person where I, if I enjoy what I'm doing <laughs> and I don't get paid, I'm like, eh. <laughs> like when I first started working at Starbucks, I loved it. And for whatever reason, there was some mix up with like my payroll or whatever. I didn't get paid for like three months. Like I wow. was, I was going to get paid and I knew oh. that I was going to get paid. Like You're I was gonna gonna going to get backlog paid for those three months. But those three months I was like, meh, I kept showing up because wow. <laughs> I liked what I did. I liked, Oh my God. I loved my crew and I liked I don't know the, if I would have stayed for three months. After two weeks, I'd be like, okay, guys, we got to, we got to like, figure gonna something out. We're going to get it figured out. Right. And they were like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> they could have very easily months. been like. See ya. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have you on payroll yeah, here. What are you who talking? Are you? Yeah, you, you just, just show showed up. up. <laughs> so yeah, but I yeah, and people, my family's like, you can't do that. I'm like, but I like it. I like what I do, and they're oh like, no, no, no. That's how life works. You gotta make money. <laughs> and I was like, but I, I okay. <laughs> so weird in that. Way, wow. I yeah, I don't think I would have hung out that long. Yeah, I was just not like three months. No, I definitely yeah, not three months. Looking back on it, and I was like, I, but my my thing all the time was like, I don't have any bills to pay. And you enjoyed it. it. Yeah, I was like, I live with my family. I have no bills to pay, and this is fun. <laughs> when when <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, looking back on it now, I'm like, that was stupid. Yeah. Like, you're lucky. Maybe I should have been paid. You're lucky you got paid for the three months backlog. Um, but, yeah. Wow. So. so talk to me about therapy. You said you're a big proponent of therapy. Yes, you got me right when I was going to ask what you've been oh, doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could talk about but We got plenty of time. I, um, I'm still in school. This is my last semester. Okay, cool. Then we're done. Are you at HSU or are you? No, I'm going to school in New York. Oh, but really? since it's all online, I'm in Eureka. <laughs> Love and life. Didn't you go, weren't you at, like, Oregon? I've been to, like, four different schools. Okay, I was going to say, I, I think to, the last yeah. place I remember seeing was Oregon. Yeah, I went to CR for a little bit, and then I transferred 
to OSU, and then I transferred to Sacramento, and then I transferred to New York. So I was what are you laying doing? up my college years. <laughs> I'm majoring in computer science and cognitive science. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to end up using them. Okay. But it's been a journey, and I've enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed the social life. Yeah. Probably most. More so than the schoolwork, for sure. Yeah. But it's been fun, and I've, been, I've had a good time. Minus COVID kind of taking right. everything online. but Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, not really planned, but... No. Hopefully, when... Or you said you're graduating this semester? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, well... I was going to say, maybe when you graduate, you'll get to walk across yeah, the Yeah, no. Did you walk? No. No. Yeah, I don't get to walk I graduated from my couch with um, jeans and... And regular shoes on. More and, comfortable. And just an alumni shirt with my cap <laughs> and my parents on FaceTime on two different screens and watching my the president of my school give a commencement speech. Um, and I sobbed. <laughs> it was awful. I was so sad. Um, and my, <laughs> my boyfriend's like not a very sentimental dude. And so he was like, what? what is going on? Like, cause he didn't even want to walk at all. Like the only reason he was going to walk was because I was like, you're fucking walking. Mm. Like, this is a big commit achievement. You're fucking walking. Like, I don't care what you want to do. You're walking across the You don't stage. have a say in this No, matter. I'm cheering for you. This is my moment now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so he was just sitting there like, what? Like supportive, but like, what is going on? Yeah. And why are you Let's so Let's wrap upset? this up. I got yeah. things to do. Yeah. He was like, are we going to have dinner soon? Like, what? <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, it was terrible. Um, but if you don't care about that kind of stuff, then I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little, I mean, I, I'm bummed, but it's like an indifference kind of bummed. Yeah. I think my parents are more broken about me not walking than anything because they don't get the picture, but yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really, I'm, no, I'm not really, I, maybe that's because I bounced around so much, so I don't really yeah. feel like tied to the school that would make sense. in that way, but I'm not, no, I'd be more upset if it was like high school and yeah. I didn't get to walk with all my friends. Yeah, that would, kids. yeah, I feel terrible for them. Yeah. It's not good. I would suck. I would have freaked Especially out. Especially if you're not going to college and right? that's the only time you get to walk. Yeah. I mean, that would, but like, I think the high school thing is like. I mean, college, like, graduating college, like, via Zoom was, like, rough. And just, like, doing college in general on Zoom is rough. But I feel like with high school, it would be so much more hard because typically you grow up with those kids. Like, all of the kids, except for, like, fucking me and, like, two other kids, like, went from, you know, Cutton to Eureka High. And, like, all of you were together the entire time. And then my ass went Yeah, you were, like, one of three that just yeah, left. I was like, oh, left. okay. <laughs> And um, I had to find a whole new cohort. and um, But, like, it's typically, like, you grow up with those kids since you're, like, five. And then you're probably never going to see them again because you're going to college. And now you don't you don't get to see them again earlier than you plan to. And nobody expected that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of like your last hurrah together. Because yeah. who knows where everybody's going to end up. Right. Or, you know, if... The... <laughs> no, you got to say it. Come on. I, I was going to take it to a really dark place. Do it. Um, we uh, opened with suicide. Yeah, I, think, right. I mean. If I was like, I was going to say, or even if those people are going to be alive in the next like two years. Yeah. Isn't it so fucking crazy how many people we've gone to school with that are dead? 
Yeah. It was scary. It was crazy how many people died while we were still in high school. Yeah. Even more so. Weird. Yeah. I remember like texting my parents like when I found out that like people died. Like one person in particular when I found out that they died, I was like, this is not supposed to fucking happen. Like, are you kidding me? Like that was one of my best friends when I was like five and now they're gone. Like that's insane to me. And so young. Yeah. And like they didn't have to go. <laughs> but like... Yeah, it's weird. I was like, this, and my parents were like, and this just happens when you get older. I was like, well, I don't fucking like it. <laughs> That's not a good reason. This is not cool. <laughs> this shouldn't happen. Like, 22-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 19-year-olds should not be dying for any reason. You know, let alone, like, drugs and shit. Yeah, you feel so protected that when something like that happens, it kind of, it, it rocks you in a weird way. Yeah. yeah, it's super weird. But, yeah, back to... <laughs> graduation that would be tough <laughs> yeah yeah for high school it, it, i feel for those kids yeah when um when you were bouncing around and stuff did you do the same like subjects at each one it uh, if i had i started out with biomedical engineering and computer uh -huh. science and then i went to aerospace and then i went to cognitive science i bounced around i didn't really have an idea i knew computer science no, I had no idea. I really had no idea. <laughs> I came up with computer science and biomedical engineering one day. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I want to do, do that. that. Like, I'd never coded anything. I didn't even know what biomedical engineering was other than, like, oh, you dabble in prosthetics. Yeah. And so I just ran with that for the first two years. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Sure. Yeah, I can. I can do that. No idea what it entails, but I'm on it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I could never. But yeah, it, was, it was wild. It's crazy looking back that, like, I'm actually graduating because I was like such a curvy way to go yeah. most people go to one school maybe two if you transfer from a mm -hmm. jc i went to four <laughs> um but the courses were radically different like the requirements uh-huh that's why this is my fifth year doing uh -huh. this because the courses they just don't line up especially yeah. out of state they don't line up right. and especially say, coast to states, coast I'm sure they don't line up. yeah so i took like all my prerequisites and lower education stuff at osu mm -hmm. and then kind of at sacramento and then i transferred out to new york and they're like yeah you get like you get this <laughs> mm -hmm. you don't get any of that none of that like, counted <laughs> some of this i took i finished my chem sequence didn't even need that for the degrees Doesn't but that was count. for biomedical engineering and <laughs> now i just I have that pissed. yeah <laughs> i would I was be like, like just take it for something <laughs> yeah just throw it somewhere like give make me a me certificate feel, or yeah, something for yeah. it give oh, me something oh you completed these three courses well Congratulations. done a pat on the back at the least but it's that if that taught me anything, it's how crazy education is structured. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's completely broken. The idea that you could go to one school and take a completely different set of courses than at another school. Mm -hmm. It's like, how does any of this shit work? Like, what? What are we doing? Like, this doesn't Do this you make guys sense? even know what we're doing? Yeah, this makes sense to you guys? Who is Who structured this? Who did this? Yeah. Yeah, who made these decisions? Yeah, it makes... It kind of... I think it jaded me in a weird way towards higher education not higher education i think higher education is great i think everyone should want to learn mm -hmm. but just how it's structured mm -hmm. i think it's kind of bullshit it is really strange yeah like who makes the rules yeah why are they not they're all not just, it's why not is one person not everyone's like just pulling them out everywhere this is what you want to do you take yeah. these classes <laughs> they need to structure it a little bit better because yeah. it's just it's ridiculous ridiculous I can it's imagine. so ridiculous i'm yeah i didn't have to experience that because i just did you know 
one path. I definitely, my freshman year, though, was I was like, I have to drop out. I can't do it. <laughs> freshman year, many a breakdowns of being like, it's too hard. I can't. I want to go home. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that would be weird to, like, transfer that many times. It was a crazy experience. I'm surprised my parents put up with it. <laughs> Looking back, I can't believe they didn't just say no. No, you, you, need, you, to, stay you need to stay. Pick a school and stay. They kind of did with this this last one, but it was like I transferred in as a junior with like senior standing and they were like, okay, you're going to stay here, right? And I was like, yeah, no. no okay, more. good, because you don't have a choice. <laughs> right. Like you're finishing here. And I was like, okay, okay. Which one did you like more? <sighs> I really liked OSU. Mm-hmm. I really liked OSU. I've heard OSU. a lot of good things about yeah. OSU. OSU was cool. I think the in terms of disseminating the information, I think the JCs were the best. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think they do not get an, they get a lot of slack, especially CR. Yeah, it's I'm CR. sure. Yeah, I, yeah. But, I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, but it was <laughs> like impressive. Like, really impressive how they stacked up. Because you get into these... It's a private school that I go to back Mm -hmm. in New York. And so all the teachers are working in research and they've got a million other things they're doing. So you don't really interact with them. It's the TAs teaching a lot of it. Interesting. That would be weird. Yeah. It's like, you're like a year older than me, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I was the same age as some of them. And it's like... You got out of this class a semester before I did. (laughs) Yeah, and you're teaching us? I mean, is this even what you want to do? Like, what? And it's... It's just weird because these. I think a teacher. It's not just about knowing the information. You have to be able to present it and disseminate 100%. it to the students. Yeah. And these TAs aren't that, and no. uh, they're just looking for the credit. Right. And so it's weird in that regard. Here's this information. You better know it. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got like 400 other kids, and you're going to office hours, and you're. I waited like four hours one time, and still didn't get help. And I was like, "What am I doing here? Like, <laughs> what is this?" But I think, yeah, if anything, I think the JCs should get a little more credit because yeah. they are really, really good. Really good. Yeah, I don't have any experience with them, but I've never heard, I've never really heard anybody talk other than like the general like, fuck CR, like that kind of stuff. I've never heard somebody that's like actually gone there been like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, nobody, ha- it's only because you see people you went to high school with it, and so you feel kind of like a loser because yeah. you're like, oh, this is basically high school 2.0. Yeah. But nobody ever has anything concrete. They're never like, oh, the teaching sucks or oh, the workload's too yeah, much. Yeah, I've never it's heard just, anything oh, it sucks. Yeah, from somebody that goes there that's like negative about it. Like my yeah. um, boyfriend's brothers, uh, they went there for a little bit and I think they're going to start going again and they liked it. But yeah, it's nice. Beautiful campus. Yeah. I mean, it is a really pretty People campus. take that for granted for sure. Yeah. I miss Chico's campus so much. They have a really nice campus, too. Oh, my too. God. It's a gorgeous campus. And the weather. And you take, yeah, you take it for granted so much. And that's what, like, me and our friends will talk about, too. Like, it was so pretty there. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous campus. And, yeah, the weather was nice all the time. I didn't. Didn't care for the hundred degree weather every so often. Could get a little old, um, a little sticky, especially coming from here. Yeah. Like Jake and I were like, "Oh my god!" Like people are walking around in sweat. No <laughs> sweatshirts. Uh uh-uh. uh. How are you not dying right now? Because <laughs> we're yeah, we're both from here, and so. Oh, Jake's from here too. Uh huh. Yeah, we met in high school. Oh no shit. Yeah. Oh, how funny is that? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we've been together for seven years. Um. So, but yeah, we'll be like absolutely not like it, it's like 70 and we're like river day and our friends are from like sacramento we're like no it's still cold outside yeah. what are you talking <laughs> and about we're like 
what the fuck? <laughs> Dying. We got used to it though. Like I I I remember Snapchat. I distinctly remember leaving my dorm room and it was like 75 degrees and I had on pants and like closed-toed shoes and I had on like a light jacket and I sent a picture to my family and I was like, I'm getting acclimated. They were like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> they were like, how are you not dying? You're dying and you're just messing with us. And I was like, no, I'm getting used to it. Um, but yeah, but it's interesting because it Chico it gets hot, but then it also gets rainier than hell, just like here does. Oh, really? And so it was like, it, no, so it was really funny to see the tables turn for like the kids that were from Sacramento and stuff or like the areas that didn't really rain a lot where it's like drizzling and everybody's like, oh my God. And Jake and I are like, yes. Our natural habitat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Um, we could thrive in this. But yeah, the weather there was really, really nice. It was really, really cool to not, you know, Le- like it doesn't change by the second <laughs> like it does, like it can here yeah so it was really cool yeah it changes pretty rapidly in new york and you get the Does snow it? yeah the <laughs> snow which was pretty which was pretty intense there would be some days so it was kind of like hsu where hsu was up on a hill you know our campus mm-hmm. was up on a hill and oh, really? we lived at the bottom and so it'd be freezing outside snowing with like three feet of snow all around you and you're walking uphill trying not to slip because there's it's ice like, everywhere just literally those give stories. me to class <laughs> walked uphill in the snow <laughs> oh my i know yeah it was, my sister was laughing because she went to new hampshire and they had the same thing and she's like oh my god I, this is so great i finally feel like i'm getting something out of you going to school but it's it's insane the snow the snow is I couldn't imagine going yeah. to school in the snow. No, yeah. thank you. I'm not a fan of the snow. It's too cold. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I'd much rather be like in Chico's climate where, oh, it's sunny. Okay, it's raining. There's no snow. Yeah. I'm not going to fall, slip on ice. Like, okay, I can deal with this. Right. It did. Um, I mean, while I was there, there was some crazy weather, though. I mean, because I was there during the Butte County fires. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then we had real. You guys got smoked out down there. Yeah, it was crazy. And um, I was there, and then, was it after the fires or before? I think it was after the fires. Had to have been after the fires. Um, really bad flooding. Flooding. <laughs> like, super, super bad, where, like, people's cars were, like, moving, like, swaying in parking lots. Like, when people would drive by, like, oh, the cars shit. would sway because there was just enough water. Or, like, their cars, their tires were, like, a little bit off the ground. But, like, they weren't, you know, moving everywhere. But, like, the <laughs> cars would sway. And you'd be up to your knees in water. Oh, my it God. Maybe crazy. I don't want to go to That's Chico. not normal, though. That's... That only happened, like, that because of the fires, like, everything was loose. And so everything was just washing in. Um, wow. And so it was, like, one tragedy after another. <laughs> it was crazy. And you guys were dealing with that on campus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my God. and so it was flooding on campus, and like people's apartments that were like on ground level were getting flooded in and stuff. Luckily, at that time, I lived in an upstairs apartment, so I didn't have to worry about it. Um, but like, yeah, we would watch it like over our balcony, and like our neighbors were like, "It's getting real damn close." Oh my God! <laughs> so, yeah, that was crazy. My freshman year, the Oroville Dam in Oroville is like twenty minutes away from us. The Oroville Dam was at very, very, very high risk of breaking. I forgot about that. And so, um, like, yeah, it all came of, really close. Yeah, all of Oroville evacuated into Chico, and so Chico was just packed. Um, that was crazy, and like, all of us were really worried about it that we were gonna get flooded. And then, like, yeah, Butte County fires, and so everybody flooded into Chico. 
Um, that was crazy. We had to evacuate. Um, that was no fun. And well, it seems like it's just been one thing after another now. It's been crazy. Putting it into perspective like that. Yeah. And it was really, really crazy because, like, even at our commencement speech, like, our the president of our school was like, we have been through a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> we had, we had, so my freshman year, we had that. My freshman year was when, do you remember the, I just, just talking about this at work, um, the fucking clowns. Do you remember I the do. clowns? <laughs> I do. They're. What the fuck was that? Right. <laughs> So my freshman year was the dam and then the whole clown thing. And there were clowns in Chico um, and all that craziness. And so I was like, I don't, I never want to go outside again. Um, I'm just going to live in my apartment. Yeah. And then they just left and everybody forgot about it. Um, yeah. That just disappeared. It just disappeared until there was one time like a year or two later that my friends and I were like getting drinks at um, like going to buy like drinks at Safeway. And we come out and there's a guy walking around the parking lot in like a jester costume. And all of us were like, fuck, no. Uh-uh. We don't <laughs> we, need this. We were like, no, 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 no. And we flipped out. Um, but yeah, so we had that and that. And then sophomore year, we had the um, the the kid who committed suicide on campus, which was crazy. And um, and we had um, a um, an alleged shooter on campus. That was not cool. And we had we had two shooters on campus. That was not cool. Um, we had that's heavy. We had a dead body on campus. What the hell's going on in Chico? <laughs> yeah, we had a dead body on campus. We had the fires. We had the flooding. We had like really crazy hail for a while. It was a fun time. Wow. <laughs> the alleged the two alleged shootings was that. It was just a false alarm. It wasn't. There was no shooting, but there were two people on campus with firearms um there was one guy that i think it was my freshman or sophomore year that he had um like he was walking he wasn't on campus i don't think but he was walking like around campus and there's a high school which i think is terrible planning right across the street from chico state (laughs) um and so like we were all like the high school and us were on alert um and so our professors like we're like if you don't want to come to class like don't um but it wasn't like stay inside or anything like that so that was kind of freaking but scared the shit out of my parents of course um and then the other one was my junior year that guy was genuinely scary um he was walking around like with a gun and but they didn't like find him for a while and then like the same guy came and was like asking for like floor plans of like our library and shit the guy that was walking around with the gun? Mm-hmm. And was, like, walking around, uh, but he didn't make any... Or, no, he had made threats about a gun, but he never... They didn't, like, find a gun on him is what it was. And um, so he was walking around our library, and, like, kids were seeing him, and he was, like, going up to kids and, like, asking about the floor plan and the exits and all that kind of stuff. And so I, like, didn't go to the library for, like, three months. <laughs> Yikes. I was like, uh-uh. So... Yeah, all kinds of, but I'm sure I'm missing something, but yeah, all kinds of crazy Jeez, shit. That's a huge list already. Yeah, and then and then COVID. And then COVID, just to... <laughs> just to top it off. Put the last yeah. nail in the coffin. Just to top it off, but yeah, that was, yeah, a lot of weird shit Jesus. happened. And then, you know, just college in general. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, throw that in there too, that's big enough. That's, the college, the shooting thing on campuses mm-hmm. and on schools is... It's 
Like, I don't even know what you say about that. Like, it's just a crazy issue that is What's crazy huge. to me is it's crazy how normal it's gotten. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but, like, just today, my coworker was like, oh, there was a shooting in Knoxville. And my response was, another one? Like, but it shouldn't be, like, another one. It should be like, oh, my God. Like, that's crazy, but it, it so unfortunately happens enough where it's not, I mean, obviously it's shock and, and terror every single time, but it's not as jarring, I we're feel like. We're, like, desensitized to yeah, it. Yeah, where we're like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Move on. I mean, c- because also I think with, like, as much tragedy that happens on a daily basis, and I don't know that it's, like, more than it has been in the past, I think it's we just have so much more connection to everybody all the time that like everybody's constantly flooded with it. Like, I think if we were to really dwell on every single tragedy that happened, like, Oh, you'd never have time for no. anything else. What are you going to do? Yeah. Except be depressed all the time because of the terrible shit that's happening all the time. So I think it's, it's hard to find a, like a balance between acknowledging it and like dealing with your emotions around it and helping. And then, still doing you and like living your life and not letting it like completely incapacitate you which it totally could if you really want to sit there and think about it and it's terrible it's a fine line Mm -hmm. that you have to walk yeah because there is so i mean you could spend every second of every day looking at all the terrible things that are going on and you would not run out no which is awful yeah (laughs) it would just be a constant stream of oh this shooting Mm -hmm. happened or oh these people are being oppressed or oh there was a sexual assault over like there's no shortage of no. things you could find that would no. just ruin your day at any yeah. given moment and so you kind of have to like have blinders on because i mean what else what else do you do yeah. you let that affect you right. every you day to, you have to have blinders on but then you also like have to be open enough where like, you have to care a little bit yeah. right like you there has to be that because, give and take right because of course you do like that's terrible like you don't want yeah, it's any not good of, news right you don't want any of that to happen to anybody ever but but yeah, you can't let yourself just be like. <laughs> You'd never leave the house. Sunk in with it all the time, so it's tough. We talked about that a lot within um, my group that I, my You Matter group that I was in. Like we would talk about that a lot, and be like, "What's the right scenario?" Because people in my my group, like when the um, suicide happened on campus, we were all like pissed because kids... oh you were part of that group before it happened yeah oh okay um for a little bit before and like we were all like pissed because kids were making jokes and all that kind of stuff and like kids were not taking it seriously there wasn't enough like attention around it at all um that we thought when it was it was really tough for the school because you know although you probably should plan for that kind of stuff to happen they didn't plan for that you know, how to cover, how to do media coverage and all of that kind of stuff for that. So they handled it really, really poorly. And I don't think that that's necessarily their fault. It's just, they didn't, I don't think that that was on their radar of like a possibility. Although yeah, they weren't should, prepared for Right. It. Although you should be, but also, I mean, cause you're in like a, with a really, really vulnerable population, but then also like who wants to have to prepare for that? Um, but yeah, so it was handled really poorly and the whole community was pissed. Um, and so, and so we talked about that a lot where it was like, what's the right, you know, we don't want to always be reminding people of what happened because, you know, everybody processes in their own way. Like maybe making jokes about it as fucking awful as that is, 
is like how you cope with it and then maybe at home like you have you know a, a panic attack or whatever what have you and like then you're fine um whereas like people like me and like people like in that group were like we need to talk about this like we need to talk about it and realize the severity of you know what happened and what's going on and why these kind of things occur um but yeah it definitely didn't help that the, the school handled it really poorly <laughs> what um, was your guys's approach we, how did you guys try to we just we um participated in and helped launch um and participated in as much as they would let us because we weren't like really trained we were kind of just like as far as crisis goes yeah um in therapy but like when we could when any of us could we would like volunteer at the because they had like counseling they had therapy tents that like went up throughout the school um for a really long time which was a really really good reaction that they had um it was just the initial reporting of the incident that was like really really terrible um but like doing that and then just we really went hard and heavy like it like message i think they like we emailed like all of the professors and we're like hey, we will come in and, like, do a talk about self-care and suicide, like, if you want us to come in, like, based off of everything that's happened, like, if if you want that, of course, we didn't force it on anybody, but if that's something that you want us to come in and talk about, like, we'll do that, and so we did a lot of those um, and talking about it, and I think it hit hard. I think it was, like, the a good time for it because it showed, like, this is real. Like, it happens, as unfortunate as it is and as terrible as it is, and nobody wants to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. Like, it's not, it's not, like, a, that's somebody else's problem, like, sort of thing. It's, like, definitely, it could be anybody's issue. Like, anybody, it could happen to anybody, um, which is really, really difficult to have to try and deal with. But, um, yeah, we were just, like, we need to talk about it. <laughs> Like, we need to talk about it because it happens and, like, somebody's – everybody's affected by it in one way or another. Like, whether it's, like, very, very, very third party or whether it's, like, right there in your own home or whether it's you. Like, everybody is touched by it in one way or another. I mean, like, even, like, when Robin Williams, like, passed, that hit every – like, you know, everybody knows who that is. So, like, they're right there. Everybody's been touched by it. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, it's not something that you can escape, unfortunately. And you really, you just don't know right. is the biggest problem. Unless somebody expresses the sentiments that they're feeling mm -hmm. or, you know, expresses their emotions in a way that you pick up on, you really, you just don't know. It's really all, it's, it's super hindsight is twenty twenty, which really sucks because, you know. You can't how do you do, do how yeah. do you combat that? You can't do anything at yeah. that point. So I think that's one of like the most like hindsight is twenty twenty instances like of all time of like oh my god like that makes sense now like why they were acting that way or why they said those things to me or whatever so i mean all the best that thing that we can do is obviously like learn and get give resources and get resources and understand and things like that and then also like knowing the warning signs and stuff like that like the generic warning signs i mean that are the the common ones but i mean everybody is different but i mean there are certain things that typically happen um, but I mean, everybody does things in their own way. So, and it's whether or not you pick up on them at the time, you know, like it's really common for people to like start giving away like valuable items or whatever, or things that they find sentimental that, you know, that they find sentimental, but at the time you might just be like, fucking sweet. <laughs> like, thanks man. Um, and then you realize, you know, afterwards, oh, this meant something. Yeah. Like this meant something like this was a, a goodbye in a way, 
or like that kind of thing or you know or talking about even because like one of the big things that we would be like you know if somebody's like suicidal it's not always like i want to die like most at the time it's not that statement it's like like i can't do this anymore you know or i just want to like go to sleep in a like yeah go to sleep and like never wake up or i just wish that i could like go away and like not come back like that kind of stuff that's like really become like a passing kind of statement and it's hard because everybody says that right especially now right like, oh, or I like just don't care or about like anything. god i'm fucking depressed like that kind of stuff has become such a like a passing joke um where i mean if i hear like a random stranger say that kind of stuff like in conversation i'm not gonna be like are you okay do you need some help yeah but like um if like when my friends would say stuff like that like i would be like okay like, I just need to check. <laughs> That's a joke, right? Right. Just... Like, I just need to check. And they would be like, you're just making it so serious. I'm like, well, God forbid, you know, I think back to that moment. I didn't say anything. And then something, you know, happens. Like, good Lord. Um, so prevention <laughs> as much as possible. But, I mean, you can't you can't save everybody, which is really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. To That's the hard thing with. to accept. Yeah. Because you're just... You're going to be a step behind yeah. sometimes. It's, yeah, and that's really difficult to, to come to terms with and, and get grips of. But, I mean, it happens. Like, you're not always going to see it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those things where there's not really a strong approach. Mm-hmm. Because in order to really do anything, the person has to seek out the help that they need. Yeah. Above all else. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really, really difficult. I mean, if there's some, if it's somebody that's like not really willing to seek out the help for whatever reason, I mean, the biggest thing is just like being there, just being like, hey, if you ever want to talk, I mean, whether or not they're going to talk to you, just even like knowing that there is somebody there to talk to can be really, really beneficial. Um, so, I mean, even just being like, you know, whenever you want to or if you want to, um, like I'm here if you need it. Um, but that can be really, really hard too, because then you have the, the, um, what's it called? Like the fatigue of the supporter too. Yeah. If you're just dumping everything on them. And then the supporter is like, and then, and yeah. And then in the role of the supporter, like, it's like, it's too much. Like I can't take any more of this information or like you need a break, but then you feel like you can't take a break because then like then that person doesn't have anybody. And so that's really, really difficult. I would say like being in the, in like the mental health field, even not even just like with my job, but like just doing what I did before, like at Chico and and being in psychology, like that's really hard to like, my self-care does still matter. You know, like my mental health does still matter, even though I'm like doing stuff to help other people's mental health, like mine still does matter. So that's really difficult to come to terms with too. So Look out for your helpful friends as well because yeah. <laughs> it's difficult on all sides, which is crazy. But do you think that mental health issues are, I, I mean, I don't want, I don't even want to say issues, but like mental health ailments, mm-hmm. I guess. Do you think they're more prevalent today or do you think we just talk about them more? I like think, they're a little more accepted. I think that we just talk about them personally. I think we just talk about them more. I think... I think that there's also a lot of, um, I don't know, like not misdiagnosis, but like misunderstanding of the community of people that um, like do drugs and things like that also, that like it's always kind of put as just like, well, they're deciding to do drugs or whatever. 
Um, I guess misdiagnosis wasn't the word. Um, but that like a lot of times there's a lot of un- underlying mental health issues like with that kind of stuff like in in typically in drug addicts as well there's a lot of underlying mental health issues because i mean escapism is like one of the biggest pulls of like those kind of drugs it's like you get to zone out or it puts you to sleep or you know whatever so i don't know that i don't know that it's necessarily more prevalent i think it maybe feels more prevalent because it's more accepted so people like feel maybe more like they can talk about it more and because we've come to realize how important it is that there's more resources so maybe it feels like that there's more things going on or that more people are depressed um or have anxiety or bipolar or whatever um but i don't think that there's necessarily more depression or or suicides or anything going on in general Mm -hmm. that i that in my personal opinion I think just like with the um, with like the tragedies and stuff like that, there's just there's so much more exposure of like everything that's going on. Whereas I don't know that necessarily there are more, you know, robberies now than, you know, whenever um, or something like that. I mean, certain things I think are probably higher, um, but in general, I think there's just more exposure. To yeah, you have more like access you, yeah, to Yeah, you it. can access anything on basically anywhere at any time. And so you're just like, whoa. Like, there's so much coming in and coming at you that it's like, the world is a terrible place. And I mean, it's not the best place. Yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> it's hard, hard. It's a hard. It's definitely hard. It's hard. Um, but I think, I think also just, yeah, societally, like, it was it was pull yourself up by your bootstraps, suck it up, act like a man for a really long time. Um, and I think in a lot of places it's still like that. And in, within a lot of cultures and a lot of families, it's still like that. Um, but I think it's more acceptable to whether it's within your family or just you find your own niche um, that's accepting of what it is that you're going through. Then you can talk about it more um, rather than, you know, fucking suck it up act like a man don't cry all that machismo shit yeah i'm guessing you're not a fan of those no i'm not um (laughs) i'm not um because it doesn't let people like be vulnerable it doesn't let people be people like i mean if i mean it's not saying that like we have to air out every single possible thing that happens throughout the day like every time i get like a sad bit or like about where i go in a down spiral or whatever i don't need to talk about it endlessly to everybody but, I mean, if I'm having a bad day and, like, I can't hold it in and I want to have a breakdown at work, one, it shouldn't be a thing of, like, oh, she's on her period. <laughs> I hate that shit. Or it's more because, like, it's a female or whatever. If you want to have a breakdown at work, have a breakdown at work, you know? Like, if, if something's really, really weighing on you, like, you shouldn't have to bury it down for the comfort of society. Like, I think that that is a terrible idea. I mean, in that kind of in itself is a fine line, I guess, because then you'll get people that, you know, everything is like out there for everybody. Um, and so it's kind of a balance. But I mean, if if you're having a hard time, like you don't need to keep that in all to yourself. Like that's terrible. So what it's going to do is then, oh, here's your other bad time on top. Here's your other bad time on top, on top, on top. And you're just fucking piling it. Yeah, on. just buried in bad times and sad and and like in sad emotions and all that kind of stuff and it's it makes it a lot harder for the good things to feel good 
and it makes it a, just a lot easier to stay in your hole and then people don't really notice if that kind of becomes your personality and you're just silently like struggling which sucks um and it sucks to be that person it sucks to be the family member of that person because like you can't it's hard to help them. It sucks to be the partner of that person because it's hard to help them. Like, all of it. Yeah, it's draining on your relationships. Yeah. If and you're it, not, like... And it's, yeah, it's super multifaceted. But... I go back and forth. I mean, people love to shit on, especially the pull yourself up by your bootstraps. People love yeah. to shit on that phrase. <laughs> but I, I like that. Like, uh-huh. I was raised in a lot of ways on that. Like, mm-hmm. not explicitly, but just... Like, do the work. Yeah. Like, your work ethic is going to define who you are as yeah. a person in a way. Mm-hmm. But I also think you do need to find a balance. You do need to take care of yourself. Yeah. And make sure that you are okay. Because if right. you're not okay, it doesn't matter how hard you work. You're right. not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I think when it comes to, like, work, ethic, work, work ethic um, and stuff, yeah, like, get your shit done and, like, let's, let's get it done. That makes sense to me. Um, more so of the, like... Like, if you're having a hard day or whatever and, like, you need 20 minutes to just fucking let something out or, like, you need to take a walk or whatever, like, I don't see how that's a bad thing. Um, Because all it's going to do is, like, better what it is that you're trying to do, like, in your personal life or your work life or whatever. If, like, your mental health, which then, like, it helps with your physical health and vice versa, is on point then your work ethic or whatever it is that you're trying to reach and trying to do is going to be better and it's going to be on point because you're like cohesive and you're you know put together and exactly but i think that it's just it's difficult but i think it's gotten a lot better i think the exposure for male mental health is a lot better um too where it's become more acceptable for that to happen um my biggest thing i have two younger brothers and so I don't want them to have to, like, tamper shit down because they're men. And they're, like, not allowed to be sad. Like, yes, you are. Like, you, sad shit happens to boys, too. Um, like, and you can be upset about it, too. And it doesn't make you, like, a pansy or a sissy or whatever <laughs> the phrases are. Like, it doesn't make you less of a man or whatever. Um like that's just it's just a human emotion. I mean, it's it is so it is. weird how that how that just got that slipped in, right? That women are allowed to show emotions, and men, you just gotta show that shit yeah. down. Yeah, because you're gonna be thought of as less of a man or whatever. Like you know, it's weird, right? It's weird it. how that just came. I mean, thinking about it. Yeah, I've never, it's just, it's I've weird. never understood it. I'm like, we're all people, yes. We all have problems, yes? Okay, so we should What's all be able to here? express emotions, right? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've I've tried my hardest when it comes to, like, my brothers and stuff um, to, you know, because at times um, my dad will do the whole, like, what are you fucking crying about? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he's sad. <laughs> Like, he's eight. He's sad. Let him like, be sad Let for him be sad. The kid's eight. Like, come on. We don't need to do this this early on. This is crazy. Um, and then I'll fall on the side. I'll be like, Dad, it's okay. Dad can be tough sometimes. <laughs> but you can be sad. It's okay. Um, because then I think, too, that it creates, like, it just is, like, a, a never-ending cycle of, you know, kids are taught at that at home, and then if you have a kid that's, like, a little bit less, 
you know, manly or machismo or whatever than him, he's going to get fucking picked on for being a regular kid. And that sucks. Or like if kid, I mean, like kids are mean, man. Oof. Kids are mean. Come on. Kids are meaner than a lot of adults. Kids are I would mean because they have no filter. They're yeah, just they like, don't care. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And what's going to happen? You're not going to slap a kid. Yeah, like, no. What, what are you going to do? There's no punishment. Right. And so, yeah. And well, it's because they just don't, because they're still like in their own little bubble. Like when they get into public school, yeah, you learn like shit that you don't learn at home, but you're still in your little bubble of like, well, mom and dad say it and like grandpa say it and shit. So like, it's gotta be okay. You know, you don't hear things and one register that they're bad. And then two aren't going to be like, my mom and dad wouldn't say racist shit or like my mom and dad wouldn't say terrible things about you. Like my dad wouldn't say terrible things about women. So like, it must be, you know, okay. Or like anything like that. Like, you think the world of your parents and then those kids go to school and they're assholes <laughs> to other kids who whose parents are not racist or not homophobic or whatever and then that kid comes home and it's like what the fuck like what's going on so it just perpetuates this i mean like it's a generational curse really like all of that kind of stuff um like my little brother came home sobbing he's He's a boy. His favorite color is pink. He likes pink. He's always liked pink. And pink is the girl's color. <laughs> and so he had this um, pencil bag. And it had, like, graffiti writing on it or whatever. And But most of it was pink. And he was like, yeah, I like that bag. And we were like, cool. Like, here's your pencil bag. And he comes home sobbing. And me and my stepmom were like, what's going on? And he said that one of the kids at school called him a girl and called him a baby and stuff for having a pink bag. And so he was throwing it away and crying because he loves this bag, but these kids are being dicks. <laughs> and so he had to throw it away. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, look here. I said, you do whatever the hell you want to do and you be whoever the hell you want to be. You want to wear pink and have light up shoes or whatever, like the quote unquote, all the girls do. You do that. You know, do whatever you want to do and be whoever you want to be. And there's been times where, like, my parents and I have disagreed on things that, um, like, that of interest and stuff like that. And I'm always like, you might have to hide around, like, mom and dad or whatever for certain things or, you know, whatever. Maybe they don't like that much pink in your, in your life or your wardrobe or whatever. You can have all the fucking pink shit you want at my house. I don't care. <laughs> you be who you want to be. You're my brother. I will love you. I don't care. Like, you, you know, you want to have pink hair? You want to dress like girls, technically? Do that. Whatever makes you happy, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't care. But not everybody is like that. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> and it's hard. hard. To it's definitely hard. And it, yeah, you have to keep... I have Especially to, as a kid. And I have to keep that in mind that... And it's tough because I've talked about it with Jake and I'm like... What if our kid was, like, gay? And he's like, well, I want to care. I was like, I want to give a fuck either. But you have to prepare them for the world of being assholes because people, there are still so many people that aren't okay with that and so many people that don't accept it or don't understand it or think that it's wrong. So, like, I feel like that would be really tough as a parent being like, I have zero problem. Like, you do what you want to do. I'm going to love you regardless. Like, you want to, you know, if you discover or feel that you're gay or trans or whatever, like, I love you no matter what. However, we're going to have to prepare you and let you know that, you know, as much as we don't want it to, like, the the world's going to be 
an asshole to you because of who you are. And that sucks. Like, a fundamental part of who you are, the a, a lot of the world doesn't like you. That would be crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. No. <laughs> it's just... It's... It is... I mean, it's hard. Like, it's, it, hard right? that, it's hard that that is where we are. And I mean, I want to preface that by saying we're definitely in a better yeah, spot. Like, 100%. people seem to forget that. that yeah, no, no, no. She was a lot Oh, worse. yeah. No, we're still in a... We're definitely not, in a really it's good not spot. Great. But it's not easy. It's I mean, not great. Especially with, with bullying yeah. when you're younger. Like, that shit can stick with you. But, I mean... I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit. <laughs> no, just a little bit. It's hard my, on bullying. No, but my, my partner does this all the time. So yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, those kids, those kids that undergo that, it's a double-edged sword because it can break you mm -hmm. in like a fundamental way mm -hmm. if you allow it to. But it can also make you stronger yeah. than a lot of people your age because you're going against the grain. Right. And in order to do that and continue down that path, you have to be resolute in who you are. Right. At least on some level, you have to know, okay, no, like this is who I am. This yeah. is who I want to be. Regardless of the bullshit. Yeah. You can kind of block that out. But some kids, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And it breaks them. And that's where it gets, that's where it gets really shitty. Yeah. Because it's like, not everybody can handle that. And you wouldn't want that for your kid. No. Yeah, you don't want to have to put them to the test. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to find out, like, is this going to break like, you? Or... Yeah, you don't want to be like, here, Hunger Games, go. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Hunger Games is a little intense. Yeah. But that's what it's like when you're a kid. Yeah. That is your it's, world. It's fight or flight. Like, you, you know, like, you're either going to survive or you're going to, like, it feels like you're going to die. Yeah. Like, it really it, it does. feels that way. And just even, I mean, like, I mean preface it by saying that i definitely had a very easy childhood um but even like the little bit amount of quote-unquote bullying that i had it's, it's with me i mean it <laughs> it it mean like it it's part of me and i think about like certain things on a daily basis like and i adjust the way that i do things based off of comments that were made to me as a kid like it's it's with me to this day so it's really really tough because then i wonder like how much of it is like they recovered from it and then how much of it is just like in there that trauma just but yeah it's yeah, trauma stuck. that's in there and like it's forming how they do things but they're not they haven't like worked past it or like worked with it to understand it and like accept it like that's part of who they are or whatever so that's I don't know. It's very tough. It's hard. Because for really every kid tough. that you have that grows stronger, you have one that's bullied into the closet. And that's where they stay now because of all the ridicule yeah. and shit that they had to eat as a kid. Yeah. Or I mean that, yeah, they grow up and like they're good and thriving and stuff. But I mean, that shit's still there. And like, it's still, it hurts. I mean, I was just watching, um, I just finished watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race. I've heard about this. I've not seen it. It's Phenomenal. This is the second time this has come up, and I, I think that's how it was described in the last it's one, too. phenomenal. And, like, these, um, like, men are doing what they love to do, and they're being fabulous queens. But, like, it seems like every single episode, like, one of them is crying about, like, the shit that they went through as a kid, whether it's from, like, the kids at school or their parents. Like, 
they were like threatened to be killed and they were, you know, chased down at school and beat to shit, like because of who they were. And I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> but also, yeah, it's, it's tough. Cause like, you can't, yeah. Like you want to be like, can you make it? But you also don't want, you don't want to keep them in a bubble, but you don't want to be like here wolves. There you go. Like it's, it's tough. I think that's one of the scariest like things that I'm scared most about like being a parent is like trying to protect your kid from the world, but then also being like, but this is what you have this here. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to smother them. Yeah. Cause then they can go sideways too. Right, you don't want to protect them too much or it's like everything is perfect. And they get out the world. They're like, whoa, <laughs> like, well, what is going? Everybody is mean, you know, like it's. It's a fine line. It's hard. It's, it's really hard. It's terrifying. Terrifying. And I don't know. I don't know specifically about bowling. Like, I don't know how you really stop that. I don't know either. I mean, because you, you could have a kid. <laughs> you could have a kid whose parents are great right. and amazing. And then, and then their dicks. kid's a piece of shit. Like, what? <laughs> kid's That's what asshole. scares me is you just, you're the parent that has you the do asshole everything right. kid. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what, like, how do you deal with, yeah, how do you deal with that? That would eat me up at night being like, right, I would be so bad. I'd be like, I swear to God. Like, I know nobody wants to hang out with them. I did a just, good job. I swear. Yeah. I tried my best. I just, yeah. I don't know where we went wrong. Maybe it was all the apple juice. Right. We, we were just trying to be good parents. Right. Just trying to make them happy. Um, yeah, it's tough. And I feel like you don't know where you went wrong as a parent until your kid gets older and until your kid gets older and if your kid has the balls to be like, this is where you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> whereas, um, I have no problem doing that. Um, I'm like, I'm have in, you done that to your birds? Oh, I'm like, shit. I'm in therapy now because of this, 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 and this. Think about that. <laughs> like, no, I, I delivered a little bit nicer, but like basically be like, yeah, this was not okay. <laughs> like, can we all acknowledge that this is okay? It's not going to change oh it, but God. I just want acknowledgement oh that God. this happened to me. Me and my sister joke with my parents about that. We'll be like, yeah, this is going to be why we're in therapy in five years <laughs> because of this moment right here. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've said stuff like that to my parents. And, like, my sometimes they're like, ah, ha, 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 and I don't think they realize I'm serious. And then sometimes they're like, oh, my oh, God. Shit. We fucked up. And I'm like... Maybe that was a little too much. <laughs> but still, I mean, look at who you are today. And you seem like a great person. You still seem like that little girl I met back when we were kids. But it's like, <laughs> and what gets me is imagine where you would be without those experiences. As right. tough as they are, yeah. like they play into, I mean, of course, that's us saying it and we're Retros okay. Yes. Yeah, we're okay right now. If, yeah. we were li- if stable, I was living on the street, like, I might be like, I'm a stable, this shit regular human being yeah. for the most part. Yeah. But where would you be without those? Right. I think that and does that's tough to too because my um, parents at times have been. My mom is like, <laughs> she said, "I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry," and I'm like, "That doesn't make me feel any better." <laughs> She's like, "Cause you're a stronger person now for it," and I'm like, "But that still doesn't. I didn't. That's just an excuse. I didn't have to have that happen, but okay." <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Like that right? wasn't mm, that wasn't normal, but okay. <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep that on the side. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened, but glad that you're taking responsibility for that. Cool. Yeah, kinda, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I but also she's right. <laughs> like I would be different, but I'm also like, but would I be better had that not happened? Like, would I've had a more regular childhood, or would I be less able to adapt to situations? I'm, I don't know why I said that. I don't adapt to situations well at all. <laughs> um, 
I just try to keep it moving. I don't. Is my I, approach. I don't adapt to situations at all. I hold on to shit and I'm like, this is terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what therapy is for. <laughs> Do you all go of, to therapy? Uh huh. Oh yeah, I've been going to therapy. I think I started to go to therapy when I was in like seventh grade. Um, oh, wh- wh- oh, middle school. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I think I started going to therapy when I was in like seventh or maybe eighth grade. Um, and then I went maybe or, no, I think it was only like seventh and eighth grade. And then I stopped when I got into high school because I didn't want to get bullied for going to therapy. And then I started again my junior year. Um, and then of high school. Uh huh. And then, then I stopped when I got into ho- college because I was like, I'm not going to have time for therapy. Um, and then my last year of college, I was like, you need some help. Like (laughs) you need assistance doing this stuff. And so I got back into therapy, um, and then took a a little break when I was done because I was using like the school psychologists who were phenomenal. And, um, but then, uh, just before I started this job, I, uh, got back into therapy, but I've been doing like tele, like over the phone therapy, which I never thought that I would like, but it's. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Huh. I mean, my therapist is really awesome, um, and she's very calm, cool, and collected and, and understanding, and she has a way of approaching things that is not my norm, but something that I really like. Like, she approaches it in the kind of, like, like a spiritual well-being kind of way, where it's not so much like, here's some medication, you know, you have this whatever, here's medication to balance you out. She's like, go outside and, like garden you know like listen to calming music in the morning to set your day you know in in a calming space or when you're going home if you had a stressful day like listen to calming music or read this book and like talk with your partner about what's going on in therapy like all different kinds of stuff that I was always kind of like yeah spiritual health but I was not like doing it um so that's been interesting but yeah so I've had all different kinds of therapists um my first therapist was terrible um, and I didn't realize until after I was out of therapy, I was like, this, that person that was sucked. not good. This was not good. This was super counterproductive to my mission. Um, so like she didn't help at all. Um, so yeah. And, and that's, what's tough is that a lot of people, when they like try therapy, they're like, nope, didn't work for me. I'm out. I'm like, they're... they don't give it a real shot. Yeah. I'm like, do you like, does, do most people marry the first person that they go out with? <laughs> no. Um, so, you know, t- you test people out. Are you friends with the first person that, like, people that you meet? Like, the first person that you meet in high school, is that your friend forever? Probably not. You know? Like, you have to test people out. Like, not everybody's going to click with you, and therapy's the same way. Like, their approach might not work for you, or you, you know, might not like how much they talk, or you might not, you might not like how much they try and make you talk, and you just sit in silence. Nobody fucking likes that. So, like, you have to test people out um and most therapists if they like care and they're like good at what they do there's like sliding scale options or whatever i mean not every therapist has that because some of them are like really specialized where it's like they have a lot of extra education in order to do like these specific things um so they you know they have to have they require more money but a lot of therapists have sliding scales and work with insurance and things like that because i think that's a really big concern of a lot of people is like well i don't have the money for therapy like i wish therapy wasn't expensive as it is it is expensive but 
I mean, if you have the money and you can find a therapist that you work with well and click with that is on your insurance that you have to pay, like, uh, um, what's it called? Like a... Like a copay? Yeah, a copay. Um, I was going to say deposit. That was not the right word. <laughs> um, a copay with, then, like, do that. But, yeah, it's not going to always work on the first try. But then also it's not fair to, like, try and mold yourself into that therapist's style. Like, I had a one therapist... Um, I had, when I was trying to find the right therapist in Chico State, I had two therapists before that. And I had to get really comfortable really fast with being like, this is not going to work for me. Because it made me really uncomfortable where I was like, I'm going to hurt their feelings. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like this is what they do when I'm telling them that they're not good. Um, And so, but I would be like, I feel really bad, like being like, this isn't working for me. And they were like, it's our job to make you better. <laughs> and if we're not working with you, then we don't want to waste your time and we don't want to waste our time. You know, like we're all playing for the same team here. It's your team. So do whatever you want to do to make your team successful. Um, so, yeah, don't feel bad. It's their job. They get- yeah, you almost need to look at it like they're vying for your time. Right. So who do you want to spend your time with? Right. Not, oh, this one's highly recommended, so I'm just going to suck it up and wait yeah. and hopefully it gets better. But... Yeah. Like, I don't enjoy how they call me baby girl, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> a, real life ex- yeah. a real life experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could get. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I I don't enjoy that. Yeah. But I don't enjoy you saying that you could also cry for me, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to get, you got to find someone who you can open up with because right. it is so intimate. Yeah. Like you were expressing a side of yourself that most of the time you keep quiet yeah. or you have kept quiet yeah. up until that point. Typically, yeah. Or, yeah, my thing is I'm I'm really an open book. Um, like if somebody is like, I really want to know how you're doing. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, <laughs> Sit down. Let's yeah, talk. Let's, let's hash this out uh, for the next five hours. Um, but... Like, my thing was, like, I just, my main pull for, like, doing therapy in the first place is, like, I just want an unbiased person to talk to about my problems and not somebody that's going to be, like, because I'm such an open book, I, you know, if I was having a problem with a friend, I would go home and I would, you know, tell my mom about that negative experience with that friend or whatever. But then... Every time I would bring up that friend, it would be like, well, that one time when she did this shit or whatever. And moms, then, like, moms love it's not, that. They yeah, got that shit not, on lock. Yeah, I was like, it's not a supportive environment anymore. Um, <laughs> and I don't feel safe talking to you about them because you're just going to harp on the negative shit that they've done. But because it, it's so much easier to talk about negative shit than like, my friend did something really nice for me today. Then it's like, don't brag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that was difficult. Um, so that's was like my main pull of like wanting to do therapy um, that and I mean, early childhood trauma, but <laughs> and um, so like just finding an unbiased person to like, this is what's going on. And then not even necessarily like needing solutions, just being like getting it off of your chest with somebody that's not going to be like, well, based off of what I've heard in the past about this person or, well, her mom's not very, you know, nice anyway. So it's no wonder <laughs> like any of that kind of crap. Um, so that was my main poll. And then I just really enjoyed it because then and it's funny because most people's reaction is like, oh, yeah, I'm in therapy. They're like, oh, is everything OK? And I'm like, yeah, my life is fine. Like, I just need somebody. I just want somebody to talk to about like my day to day shit that sometimes gets a little bit too much that I don't want to 
you know, I don't want my relationship to be all about, like, us sharing the bad shit that happens to us. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> I mean, th we're there for each other for that, too, but that's not what our relationship is about. Um, so it's just nice to have, like, that unbiased, like, kind of unattached person, but that also knows you on that deeper level where they can be like, well, you know, as patterns show, like, you've done this before, so maybe try and think about it this way or, like, something like that. Or somebody that knows you but, like, doesn't really know you, um, that you only see, like, for those kinds of things. Like, you know, they're not your buddy that, you know. Yeah, you're, you're not, not grabbing beers No, you're not going to walk Friday out the, do the door. Although it is interesting. It is really weird but really cool when you have a therapist that you would go and grab a beer with. Like, I had a therapist, my therapist that I landed on, Chico, I was like, I would love to go to the bar with you. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> like, you're a cool person. Um, so that's interesting, um, an interesting dynamic to be in where it's like, no, we can't do that. Um, but... Yeah. I think it's good for people to hear that because I think that's a side of therapy that gets swept under the rug mm -hmm. a little bit. Like normally you hear therapy and you think, oh, mental health or maybe marriage. Yeah. But even marriage falls under the rug a little bit too. Right. Like that's, that's important too. Like even just if you just need someone to talk to and you don't want to burden, I guess, in a weird way, yeah. those around you or yeah. – I, it's burden's not even the right word, yeah. but you know, you know what I mean. No, yeah, like Bur it's important. Burden is a negative word for it, but yeah, yeah, but it's important like, to yeah, because you don't, yeah, you don't want to feel like you're putting a lot on somebody, especially if you're my my weird feeling is that I um, put a lot on my partner, but my partner is not so much the type that talks about that kind of stuff, so I don't really get a lot back from him, which is, I mean, fine, but it makes me like feel bad where I feel like we're not even. <laughs> If that makes sense where I'm like, I give you a whole lot of shit, but then I don't get a lot of shit back. So I feel like I'm just taking advantage of like your niceness of, yeah. like, of being a, a really good partner and listening to me. Um, Almost like you're overwhelming them. Yeah. But then, of course, he's always like, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but I'm like, but just in case it's not, I'm just going to talk to this person over here. Um, but yeah, he's... He's really cool. And it's it's really nice to have, like, a, a partner that's supportive of that. Because he's definitely, like, not for me. Don't ask me to go to therapy. Not my fucking thing. Like, he doesn't like it. He he's he said, like, um, he's like, it's not that I don't really, like, believe in it. He's like, I know that it works for you and it works for a lot of other people. He's like, but I don't believe in it, like, for me. Like, I don't think it would work for me. Um, and I was like, that's totally fine. So, like, we're on totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Or, like, if anybody's, like oh this sucks i'm like therapy and he's like he's like push it down like we're totally different sides of the spectrum but we work really well together we're all be like um like when like when people that we went to high school with died like if he if he was close with them or like play football with them or whatever i would be like are you okay and he's like yeah i'm fine i'm like you can break down it's okay we're going to do this. Just standing there with some ice cream yeah, and popcorn. I'm like, like, it's okay. I'm we like, can do we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Like, I'm going to get it out of you. <laughs> I'm like, please be emotional. Like, come on. <laughs> and he's like, mm -mm, I don't need it. But And then I'm like, you know, a minor inconvenience. And I'm like, <gasps> let's talk. <laughs> he's like, it's okay. Um, hugging me and shit. Like, too much road rage. I'm in tears. Like, it's really... <laughs> You never know what you're going to get <laughs> with me. But, um, yeah, so it's really interesting to have, like, a partner on totally opposite ends of the spectrum where he's, like, not super analytical and I'm, like, super emotional. And he's like, no, that makes no fucking sense. And I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> I think the important thing there is that support, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, yeah, you're on different ends, but it's not you shitting on him and him yeah. shitting on you. Like, you guys are both. understand where, yeah. like, how we are and, and where we're coming from. It definitely helps that we basically, like, fucking grew up together. Because we've been together yeah. since I was 15. So, and I'm wow. 23. Wow. So, we basically grew up together. So, it's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. That is so long ago. Isn't oh it weird? Oh, my God. It, it is weird It still gets me. It, it still gets me looking at you like, oh, my God. Like, Yeah. I told, I had lunch with my mom, actually, today, uh, because she lives in Eureka, and we live out in Blue Lake, so we don't usually, like, go into Eureka a whole lot, so I don't see her a lot unless mm-hmm. she has lunch with me, like, on her days off, so she'll bring me lunch at work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and we'll have lunch together, which is really fun, so we get, like, an hour, usually, like, once a week or so together, and we'll hang out and, and talk, and so I was like, guess what I'm going to do today? She was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to go see Nick Flores, and she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And because, of course, she knows she remembers like all of the kids that I went to school with. And she um, and she was like, what? Why? And I was like, oh, somebody go do a podcast. She was like, oh, well, that'll be fun. She's like, what's he up to? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I said, I don't know what he's been doing. Um, but she was. Yeah. Then she was oh, like, awesome. she re- and she's so funny. I'm so much like her where she like remembers like everything about everybody so she was like how is his sister where's his sister i was like i don't know mom <laughs> i don't know i was like i think i've only seen her like maybe two times in my life i don't know <laughs> but yeah, yeah he was like i wonder if if did your mom watch kids when we were younger yeah she did daycare. She, yeah, yeah she was like i wonder oh if she still God, watches she kids yeah i was wow. like i didn't know that she did it. she said yeah she had a daycare at her at their house out in cutting and i was like Oh, solid memory. Oh my god. It was super weird. Um she's like, Don't you remember out in Cutton? I said, No. I said, I think I vaguely remember that like they lived in Cutton, but I don't know. (laughs) This is a lifetime ago. Yeah. I mean, really. And yeah, so it was super funny because she just remembers like everything like where she left off. Where like we left off, basically. And so she was like, I wonder if it's mom still watches kids and how how funny are they? And she's like, Are you gonna see them? And I was like, I don't think I, we're not having dinner together like <laughs> it's a podcast I, mom relax yeah. <laughs> it's like i think it's just gonna be me and nick <laughs> sitting across in a garage for yeah. a little bit um but yeah so she was she was pumped oh <laughs> she that's was so like, cool tell me all about it so she was she was excited so my mom says hi <laughs> yeah you'll have to tell her i said hi <laughs> um, that is so funny but yeah so she's she's fun um <laughs> she's like i remember i dropped you off at their house one time i was like i went to his house and she's like yeah and i was like oh news to me <laughs> yeah i was like oh okay she said i remember picking you up and you guys all went to school together and that fair that you guys were at and all that stuff and i'm like oh my god she's got it locked down yeah she yeah and she remembers like everything about everybody and then she was like does anybody know what happened to luke and i'm like luke who and she's like Luke and he had that mom that ran a lot and I'm like Luke Bongio and she's like <laughs> he had the yeah. mom that ran a lot yeah and she's like whatever happened to him I'm like I don't know she's like what do you mean I'm like I don't keep up with all these people I don't know I said the la- I don't know where I'm he not is keeping tabs on no people, I said mom. I'm not stalking people from yeah. middle school I don't know where these people are I don't know and then she'll randomly she always randomly brings up people and she'll like get mad if I don't remember who they are I'm like I don't you went to school with him like fucking 15 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. How's this person doing? I don't know. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> My mom will do that occasionally. She'll be like, oh, I, I saw so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't even remember who that who is. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's crazy how much more our parents remember. I think it's probably because like around us, like around their kids. And so they're like, they just like latch on, especially like when we're younger. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, you're there Stay for like, this way. Ev- yeah. Yeah. They're like, I need to remember everything about this time because this is when, <laughs> this is when they were nice and cute and <laughs> enjoyable to <laughs> nice be around. And cute. <laughs> yeah. I actually wanted to be around. They weren't pieces of shit just yet. So yeah. I think we, could, we hung on to that a little I bit more. D- I do have one very distinct memory of, um, like being around you when we were younger. I don't know what birthday it was. Oh my god! I still to this day reference that story. Oh my god! Every time somebody the skittle. Oh my god! Every time somebody offers me skittles, I'm like, no thanks. Oh my god! I'd rather not. I oh my god! I can picture it. I reference that story like to this day. Like anytime, and somebody's like, "Do you want skittles?" And I'm like, "No, thank you." Oh my god! That (laughs) was that was intense. That was true. I remember like, I almost died. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Watching legitimately. Madagascar 2, I think it was. Is that the movie you saw? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I love that movie, but it harbors trauma for me. Yeah, every time you watch it, yeah. you're like, that fucking skittle. For people who don't know, yeah. you want to you wanna relive that the moment? terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I scared the crap out of your mom. I remember her being like, you scared the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah. Um, so I think we were all were legitimately like, <laughs> I mean, okay, everybody take me. a breath. Um. Yeah, I don't remember how old we were or what party that was for you or how old. I don't know. Um, And I don't even remember all who was there. I just know it was your party and I was there and I almost died. And so I think we must have like, were we dropped off at the theater or did we like hang out at your house beforehand or something? I think we were at the theater. Okay. I think we were at the theater. Yeah, so we were watching a movie, and we, like, got all the snacks and stuff beforehand, as one does. Loaded up. And um, I I almost I almost feel like I remember, like, the scene of which made me laugh of why I choked. I think it was when they were crashing. Maybe it was just Madagascar 1. I think they were crashing, like, in the airplane. And, you know, when they, all that funny shit or whatever happens, and they're all I weightless. just remember you busting up and then... It and then changed. Death. Yeah. Um, so I was laughing and I had put, I don't know if I put a Skittle in my mouth while I was laughing or if I put a Skittle in my mouth before I was laughing. Um, but there was a Skittle in my mouth <laughs> and I was laughing and in the laughter, I sucked the Skittle <laughs> into my throat and I was choking and I couldn't like, I couldn't get it down, but then I was also realizing I couldn't breathe, and I didn't want to scare anybody, and I didn't want to ruin your birthday. <laughs> and so I remember I drank, like, Gatorade or a slushie. I drank something with color in it because I remember being traumatized. I remember being so scared that you were going to be pissed at me because it was a colored drink of some sort. And I remember I was like, I'm just going to drink it, and it's going to go down, and everything's going to be okay. It, that didn't happen. And so I upchucked like the liquid the skittle did not come out with it and i think it went on your shoes i think oh i don't remember that part i I just remember looking at you and the fear in your eyes and then me being so afraid like i don't know what is happening but i know it's not good i think your mom was like a couple of rows back like to try and give the kids like their time or whatever yeah like to not cramp our style or whatever oh my god and i don't remember getting from like the bathroom, like I don't remember getting from the theater to the bathroom, but your mom had me 
and she took me to the bathroom and she's beating me (laughs) on my back like trying to get this skittle out of me and then eventually it comes out and like everything was fine and i and i lived obviously thank Um, god death by skittle is a little rough and then i came back and i finished the movie like a champ yep Oh my and god. And I don't remember anything I don't remember anything about that birthday party other than that moment that I explicitly remember because I remember because again, caring what people think about me, I remember spitting up and I remember I either I either saw it go on your shoes or I thought it went on your shoes and I was like, "Oh my god, I ruined your shoes." Like I was so <laughs> concerned about That's that. That's your I, thought. Yeah. Mid mid choke. I was thought so is, oh my concerned god, shoes. that I ruined your shoes and you were gonna be mad like you were never gonna talk to me again. Oh I was my so upset. god. Um, I was so concerned and then yeah. Yeah, I never heard that part of the story. Yeah, your mom was just like, You scared the shit out of me, girlfriend. She I remember she said girlfriend to yeah. me. She said, You scared the shit out of me, girlfriend. I said, I'm so sorry. I remember feeling bad because oh like God. I don't even remember how like it got like anything after that. I just remember laughing and then looking at you and just seeing the fear in your eyes and like being paralyzed by that and be like i i i don't know what i don't to... know how your mom like knew that I... there was anything happening yeah. or any i don't know how she was summoned or what happened but she got mother's to me. intuition she thank just god. knew something's not right here. she got to me thank god but yeah that was fun. scared the shit out. i remember like <laughs> i can feel the emotion of just being like what like, I don't know what to do. What is <laughs> happening here? Oh, man. God, yeah. that is so funny. You remember that. <laughs> we'll oh, always man. have the Skittles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that to this day. I think about that every time I see Skittles. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> you have to talk to your therapist about that. Be like, listen, yeah, we need to unpack something deep. I remembered it. It was a little intense. <laughs> Oh my god, we were so young. We <laughs> we had to have been like in cutting. I I think it was elementary school. It had to have been cutting because I, I don't like think third grade probably something. Because it probably wow. was. It might have even yeah. It had to have been at least third grade. Because I'm trying to think if I had I fallen at that point yet. I think it might have been like third grade. Yeah, probably like early third grade. We were young. Yeah. We were young. We were I young f- enough where I was like, I have no idea what Because I, f- maybe it was after that. I'm just trying to think like in reference of like when I fell and like got like my scar on my, on, on my face. Um, cause I fell in third grade. So I was trying to think of like when it was, maybe it was after that. I don't remember. We were young. How did you fall? Why do I feel like I remember that? Was yeah, that I was in third. I don't know if you were there. Um, I feel like you would have remembered if I, I feel like uh, there was blood reason, everywhere. Cause I remember like I, I. I don't know, but I feel like I, I don't know. There was blood everywhere. So I would... Was it at school? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was after hours. I feel like I was... It was after school. There for that. Um, I think James Harper was there. Because um, you said your score and I, like, struck something in me. And I was like, why do I know... Yeah. Why did I know that? Like, Cause, where did Yeah, because I was from? sitting on this, the the bars that you, that we would spin on all the time and shit. Reckless, on the playground. Reckless yeah. shit. Yeah. Kid shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and because um, my mom would let me play after school. And... I was sitting there, and I shit you not, a gust of wind hit me, and I lost my fucking balance, and I fell, and I hit my head on the pole that was going into the ground, and I thought that I just, like, bumped it, because it didn't, like, it wasn't hurting really bad, it just was like, oh, that didn't feel good, um, but 
and then my mom like got out of the car because all the kids like rushed around me they were like oh my god and um then she was like look at me look at me and then I looked at her and I like have my hand on my face like right here and she's like take your hands away and I remember looking down and it was like a horror movie I was like, ah! <laughs> like my hands are covered in blood my face is busted open yeah I had to go to the hospital and get stitches that was cool Mr. Franklin was my teacher was Mr. Franklin your teacher in third grade no, no. I think I had Philby for third oh, grade. I think I had Philby again for third grade. Yeah, I had Franklin, and I remember um, he, he he's like, do you have this shirt that you wore? And I was like, yeah, it was my favorite shirt. It was my favorite shirt, and it was covered in blood. Now oh. he was like, he's like, you can bring it in if you want to. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I brought in this bloody shirt oh my with God. stitches in my face. Yeah, I was cool for 15 seconds <laughs> never again oh my god yep i think i might have been there for that i feel i have like a vague memory of it but it's not it's not clear fun times oh man <laughs> god i feel old thinking about that that makes me feel so old right super weird oh my god fun times <laughs> what a life what a what a what just a crazy time. Yeah. That was what like a crazy time. The worst I got injured, I guess. I've never broken anything. Next yet. to the skittle. Near yeah. death moment. Right. You know? Right. I relived that later in life when I cause I I choked again on something and I had to go to the hospital. Another skittle? No, beans. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. You know, things that you should chew before you swallow? Might help. Apparently, I don't have that ability. <laughs> okay. You just wanted to test it out and be like, okay, yeah. a Skittle got I, me. Maybe yeah. a bean can get by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that I could do it. Oh, no, didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. Okay. But now I know I have a dairy allergy. So, you know, well, things. That's good. Yeah, ebb and flow. Wow. I guess that's a good trade-off. <laughs> Almost choking on a bean. To... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. cool. I choked on a bean and then um, uh, I could still breathe. So I guess I didn't choke. Um, it, it got like stuck. Yeah, but like below my windpipe. <laughs> so I could still breathe, but I couldn't swallow anything, like mm-hmm. including my own saliva for like four hours. So that was cool. So I had to go to the hospital and they tried to like give me muscle relaxers and stuff and it wasn't happening. And so I had to get put under and they had to like go in with a little camera and get the beans out. Oh, and out. pull it out. Oh, whoa. Yeah, and they were like, her throat's super inflamed. We're going to run some allergy tests. And I was like, well, I have been sticking my finger down my throat trying to vomit for <laughs> the past can, four that hours. That could be why. Um, they were like, well, just in case. And thank God, and good thing they did because they were like, oh, yeah, you have a really severe dairy allergy. That's probably why your throat's all swollen. I was like, oh, whoa. Cool. Good yeah. to know. That was seventh grade. Seventh grade was rough. They were like. They were like, you have a dairy allergy. Um, and then those scoliosis tests, they were like, yeah, you got that. Uh, <laughs> and the, the scoliosis? Yeah, too? really oh. like minor scoliosis. But they were like, got that. Everybody thought that was weird. Not bad enough for the surgery, though. No, right? okay. no, not at all. But just everybody was like, ew. <laughs> Kids are so weird. Yeah, right? Like, why is that? Like, even, I can't like, help what? it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I made my, my spine curvy. My, my bad. bad. <laughs> messing but, around one day i thought it'd be cool turns out it's not no it's not yeah. <laughs> it's a serious yeah. issue um but yeah so they were like you have a dairy allergy um yeah i found out that i have minor scoliosis that same year and then they were like um while we're at it we'll just run all these other tests um you have asthma and you need glasses oh my god <laughs> so yeah seventh grade was cool wow. <laughs> That was my golden year. Oh, my God. But I haven't had any discovered issues after that. So. Well, you got them all out of the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, I got them all out of the way. That's in, a plus. In okay. one year. 
So I'm I'm good to go. So damn. Okay. Yep, I avoid dairy now. I avoid Skittles. I don't run heavily without an inhaler on me, and I wear contacts. Damn. <laughs> and I don't eat Skittles. Damn. <laughs> okay. That's all you really needed to know about. Yeah. Me. That's, that's, really, that's why I invited you on. That's was, it. I, that's I had a few you... key points I yeah. wanted to hit: the Skittle, the dairy. That yeah. was new. And then, that was good. Yeah, and then I'll get out of your hair. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Okay. Well, I yeah. guess. On that note, I guess we can wrap. I mean, we just did. We've done like two and a half hours. Okay. I don't know how long you had. Um, do you want to plug anything? Sometimes people plug like their social media. Do you have? But that's no. yeah. Do you have um, any parting words? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind being more popular on social media, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> um, I guess my parting words would be of therapy is for everybody. Everybody should be willing to try it. Um, and, you know, as and as awkward as you might feel trying to uh, have a conversation with somebody you haven't had with 14, <laughs> 14 or 15 do years, it. it can turn out to be really fun. Oh, so good. Okay, good. All right. No, I'm having a good time. This was really, really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed, if nothing else, just catching up with you. Of that course. Was, that was awesome. Yeah, that's what my mom was like, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I don't, I guess. I guess we're just going to shoot the shit yeah. and figure out what's been going on. Yeah, I was not worried. 14 years, I was like, I'm sure we can there think will of be something to talk something, about. Yeah. At the very least. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, it's been a long time. I know. It's good to see you I again. Know. Yeah, you too. I'm down to, if you are ever looking for somebody, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go. I haven't met your boyfriend. We'll have to go grab a drink or something when COVID right. is not when as COVID's COVID. Not. Yeah, when COVID's not a thing. So yeah, we'll see. hopefully we'll be soon. Yeah, he's fun. See. I don't know if he'll... <laughs> he has pretty bad, like, social anxiety, so we'll Oh, see. no. Oh, <laughs> Wait, no. Another way they're completely yeah. opposite. Like, I'll talk to fucking anybody, and he's like, no, he's thank like, you. He's like, no, it's not. I'm okay. Not. No, thanks. Um, so, yeah, he's a trip, though. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Seriously, thank you again. Yeah, I, of I really enjoyed talking with you and playing catch up. Yeah, this was super fun. I'm glad I like being on the podcast again. It's cool. fun. Awesome. It's super fun. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah.